Welcome to the Lynn Sanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lynn Sanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before uh, we get to the podcast, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, you, the listener. Uh, You know, we'd love to be able to get some comments, some feedback, uh, just to to, you know, to engage with with what we're doing, the content that the Running Hook Podcast Network is doing. Uh, we appreciate the feedback for any of our shows, Lynn Sanity, Circle City Cinema, or the Power Hour. Uh, any feedback for us uh, benefits uh, tremendously uh, for each of us, and, and we hope that that uh, can continue mm-hmm. moving forward. Uh, we got plenty of stuff coming with the Circle City Cinema. Uh, Zach, Bryce uh, have been, uh, you know, kicking it with the Circle City Cinema. Uh, they, they've been really putting out some strong content lately. Uh, plenty of TV shows and stuff to dissect and a lot of movies that they've been enjoying. So uh, don't be afraid to check that out. Uh, and then also, obviously, with Lynn Sandy, we've been talking NBA Finals. We've been doing a lot of different stuff with the NFL uh, to throw that in. And then furthermore, Alex and JD have just been talking about the league, breaking it down, uh, taking deeper looks at games. Um, and it's been really exciting. Uh, I feel like our three pods are really rolling right now. Uh, so if you're not and listening, I honestly don't know what you're doing. Uh, there's a lot of great content and uh, so, so Bryce, I'm, I'm excited to be able to dissect this. We've got a lot that we want to talk about. Fun divisions for our previews tonight. Fun NBA finals discussions. And, you know, we're going to try something else at the end of the show that I'm excited about. Yeah, man. Yes. I, Caleb, I'm feeling good tonight. I'm feeling good tonight. I am too, honestly. For, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. My Warriors... Okay, uh, a, a new segment I'm we're dumb, introducing. Uh, okay. Oh yes, oh my warriors, my warriors. Oh, good. We're looking good. We're looking well, we, good. We Let's talk know, about it. Well, we all know where your loyalty stands. Your loyalty. No. You, you might as well. Yes, might as, as well the have true a, Pacer fan. No, no, you might. The Warriors well have, are my home away from you home. Have, you might as well have. You know, you might as well be that seventy-year-old that puts a flag over their house and it be okay. Golden State Warriors. That's what you are. Okay. Yeah, and, and because you, you've been, you've been enthusiastic like a ten-year-old kid uh, that your favorite player uh, and the Golden State Warriors are up in this series, uh, three to two, with a chance to potentially close it out. Uh, tomorrow night. That's right, baby. Boston. Uh, so, so let's just talk about what we've seen. The Warriors uh, up three to two. What? Let's start with the Warriors' perspective, and then we'll dive into Boston. What have you seen? Oh, from let's the Warriors start. Let's start with my Warriors, Mister Lynn. What haven't we seen? Andrew Wiggins getting his flowers. The man. The man is was outstanding in Game Five. Game five, Andrew Wiggins, 26 points, 13 rebounds on 12 of 23 shooting. Didn't hit a three-pointer at all. Yeah, so this was all this. Yeah, it's all from the field and from the free throw yeah. line, which I think is, is impressive. Clay Thompson getting a little bit of a groove back a little bit. Clay clamping down on defense on Jason Tatum or sorry, not Tatum on Jalen Brown. Yeah, you need to eat it on Clay Thompson there. No. Kevin. Yeah, no, oh, absolutely. No. Absolutely. And the thing the thing that I'm most impressed with is that Steph Curry did not hit a 3 in game 5, 0 of 9, and they still won the basketball game. Pretty handily, if I do say so myself. And then Draymond Green got a little bit of that swagger back, still fouled out, uh which uh quick Pacers nugget right here. 
Draymond Green fouled out has fouled out three times in this finals. The last person to do that, Dale Davis in 2000, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get a little Pacers talk in here because I can't resist it. Uh, but Dad, I like mean, Hibbert. There's Hibbert, just, Hibbert would have been a guy like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely would have been. Yes. But I mean, all around, just a, just a good team effort from Golden State with Steph struggling. Um, I think it's an absolute bonus when you get 15 points from Gary Payton II. You, you basically, you essentially expect nothing, maybe two points out of Gary Payton all game if he gets the minutes. He's really in there for his defense, which he, which he does extremely well. But if you get 15 from him, that's, that's a bonus, big-time bonus. That's like uh, that's like the equivalent of uh, like Peyton Pritchard scoring 15 for the Celtics. Mm. Right. You don't expect a whole lot. But if you get it, great. We're probably going to win the game if everyone if everything else is clicking. So uh, Steve Kerr made the adjustments. And here we are. Golden State with a chance to close it out in Boston tomorrow night. I would like to make the the record known uh, as you sit here and despise me for my talk thing I mentioned last week on the podcast absolutely showed up. I said, if Curry Thompson and pool can figure out a way, especially Wig- well, sorry, Wiggins, Thompson pool, uh, 15 points, two of them could 15 points or more. They will most likely win. Uh, this, oh, that's proved what to be, this, this proved that's to be true. factual. Uh, I, I think that's the key for them. Again, that's the recipe for success. Um, because, I mean, you got to think Steph Curry is going to be better. Uh, you got to think uh, that, that that's just going to come alive. He'll be ready to come out in a closeout. Um, you know, the history of, of game sixes with Clay Thompson suggests that he might have another efficient game. Uh, I, I think when it comes to uh, this particular Warriors team, it's it's really just going to be about not losing that, you know, I guess that that motivation and being content. Uh, I I don't think this is a team in Boston that you can be content with. I mean, the fact of the matter, Bryce, is, you know, they went out, they did this in six and seven against Milwaukee. There's no reason, you know, so they've already had the track record of being able to win game six and game seven uh, back to back. Uh, So, so it's not a team that's a, not able to do this. We've seen this team do it. Uh, so if, if the Warriors aren't going to come out and step up and, and say Boston comes out at home and wants game six, I mean, game seven is a realistic possibility for both teams here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I look at the Warriors, man, and I just think, you know, this is the type of, you know, this, this balance is, is the key to me. It's like, this is what I've been preaching. I just don't think you can win with Stephen Curry going for 50 points and then the rest of the guys going for like 15 or 13 or whatever. I just, that's not sustainable to me. I think being able to have this balance of, you know, multiple guys on, you know, about 20 plus points a game, you know, Gary Payton, like you said, he's not somebody that I sit there and go, man, uh, he's, you know, a 15 point a game score, but you know, they have an ability to get that guy from many, you know, that 15 points from so many different players. I mean, who's to say Otto Porter can't knock down some shots. Who's to say that Draymond Green can't get 10 points. Who's to say that Bielitsa can't knock down a three. You know, there's just guys that are, you know, that 15 can come from a bunch of different places. It just came from one individual. And so I think that might be something to look out for in this series. And, and, you know, from the Boston side of things, let's, let's transition over there. Uh, in their 104 to 94 loss, I just thought it was gross. Uh, I thought they had the game in their bag and, and they completely blew it. 
I, I honestly, I really do. I thought they had the game. I thought they controlled the game. I thought their guys kept the minute. I thought the Warriors didn't take advantage in the first particular half when Boston didn't look very good, looked completely out of sorts. And part of me was like, shouldn't this lead just be bigger? Shouldn't this lead be 20 points? Shouldn't this lead be 25 points? And it never got that way, which just favored Boston the entire time, Bryce. I mean, one in the absolute world. I mean, this was by far, I think, the worst game they've had in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they they had, what, how many? 18 turnovers. Hmm. I mean, and, and it's a proven fact. I think they've won one game. Or, or no, I think they might be 0 for when they when they have 16 plus turnovers and this game was no different it also doesn't help that you missed 10 free throws you lost by 10 uh you shot 41 percent from the field not terrible but you got no bench production you got nothing from grant williams you got nothing from from uh uh from Derek white you got nothing from peyton pritchard who only played five minutes so i yeah i might give him a pass on that but you get nothing you get nothing from your bench. It seems like they're just going to go with the seven man rotation. And I don't know that you can do that against the Warriors because they can go eight or nine. Deep. They can go eight deep for sure. Well, potentially even nine. Yeah. I, and I think they're just getting more out. I, I don't think Tatum and, and Brown, I don't think they're there yet. They're dynamic when they're on, but they're kind of doing the, okay, I'm going to be good this game. I'm going to be average. Okay, now I'm going to be good. I'm going to be average. You know, I, I, and I hate that. They, they win when they're both clicking. When they both score 20 plus, most of the time they're going to win. Mm. So yeah. I, they have to clean it up. And, and I, I just don't understand it. They tried to, and in the first half of game five, they did a good job of taking Steph Curry out of the game. They basically face guarded him and, and took him out. So now whoever's face guarding Steph Curry, you're playing four on four against the Warriors and they just flat out out executed you on defense. This, this great defensive team got absolutely schooled in the first half in the half court. And if it wasn't for Boston's three point shooting in the second half, this game would have or in the third quarter, particularly this game would have been ugly. Very, very ugly because I think Boston started 0 at 12 from three, and then they hit like eight threes in a row uh, in in the third quarter. It's something ridiculous. Like, and I think it was like nine out of their last ten at some point. So, I mean, they made up for it. They they made up the de- deficit and even took the lead there for a little bit, but it wasn't sustainable. That that type that game one shooting where they hit all those threes to come back and, and steal game one that that stuff's not sustainable. The further you get in the series, mm. it's just not. And that's where the championship DNA for the Golden State Warriors kicks in. Which can I make a quick point here? Quick side note. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this, Caleb. Did you see what Brian Windhorst said? Yeah. <laughs> what an absolute yeah. clown. What an absolute clown. He's yeah. he's saying the Golden State Warriors won because of money. What a joke, dude. I don't that, think they uh, won thanks, because of money. That's a bad, uh, bad word. It's it's awful. That's and that's lazy journalism. That's lazy journalism. The Nets, the Nets spent 2% less than the Golden State Warriors and they got swept by this team. The Boston Celtics had to make a trade, I think, mid-season or before the season to get under the cap. 
miss me on comments like that. This was a checkbook game. What an absolute joke, dude. If you're just a LeBron fanboy, if that's what you want to be your whole career, that's fine. But don't don't go and spew all over ESPN, dude. What an absolute clown. And he got utterly destroyed on Twitter by by fellow journalists and just by, you know, the Twitter crowd and, and rightfully so. What an absolute joke that is. Absolute joke. I, I, but I do think, I, but I, I guess I, I don't think his wording was right. Um, but I think it helps when you have an owner that's willing to pay the way. But, but isn't, but uh, isn't that, isn't that what they're supposed to do though? Um, you I have to spend money to win. I, I agree. You have to spend money. These guys spend money. There's just various levels to how they're spending money. So, I mean, I don't think, and I, it's not like they bought this team. No, no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that their owner is a, in terms of, you know, I was talking with Alex, you know, Alex, Hosan, power hour about it too. It's like, okay, if you're the warriors and you have this, I think you can get away with a lot of it in the particular luxury tax situation because of the return on your investment. I think they're one of the only teams that you can get a pretty strong return and investment on when you think about Stephen Curry and championship success over the last 10 years. Yeah. Rice, Indiana, Rice, Indiana can't do that. Indiana can't get the return on investment, even though I think it's because we won't, we won't, we won't open the checkbook. That's part of it. That's part of it, but you wouldn't get the return on investment. I don't think Indiana would get the return on investment, even if they were, like, do you think, I don't know this. I would love to have the numbers on this, but do you think they got a return of investment for the years that they made and had that Paul George, David Rest, Roy Hipper, you know, do you think that they got a strong return on investment? Honestly, I don't. I mean, we've had, we've had players come out of it. I mean, Sabonis and Oladipo, I mean, they had their best seasons with us. But from a financial standpoint, I don't think you're really gaining. I, I guess you're just not gaining. Like the Warriors, you know, with Curry, he is, you could argue, like he brings his own entity as a player, probably more He's got so his own brand. than any player, probably in the NBA right now, I yeah. would argue. Because I, I'm looking at it from, you know, obviously LeBron's LeBron, but I'm saying from when you're looking at the, the variety of ages in the Curry, I mean, he's absolutely, to me, that brand. When you have a big brand like that and, you know, kind of a, you know, a modern version of that elite second and third options, you know, with, I should say Draymond's third option, but like when you have a guy that's, you know, been a huge member to your team, huge member to your fan base, Clay Thompson, same way. It's like, I just think that they're in a very good situation. I, I definitely don't think that any game is a checkbook game. I think that's where the, the, the wording is just incredibly well, poor. Yeah. I, that's I mean, incredibly porous, but I really do believe, and it helps because you, there are some owners in their franchises out there, Bryce, that simply cannot make the return on investment that the Golden State Warriors can make. And I would argue maybe ever make the Indiana Pacers. I don't know if they can ever match the Indiana Pacers at five to six, really good stretches, like really good stretches of runs. Mm. They aren't making 
they aren't making the return of investment of San Francisco, California, and Golden State Warriors. There's not. There's not. Well, yeah, sure, sure. But I mean, if you go look at who's being who's being paid the most, it's Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, and Green, right? And the Wiggins deal, they didn't even I, they didn't even dish out that Wiggins deal. No, they acquired it. In, in that D'Angelo Russell trade, Wiggins was almost a throw-in to, to get D'Angelo Russell. So it's not like they paid that out anyway. But boy, I mean, that's a return. I, I feel like that's a return on investment based on the on the game five game that we got. Sure. And even sure. game four. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I don't mind that. I don't I don't mind that. Those are the four guys that you're paying. Everyone else is paid accordingly. I mean, it kind of sucks that that James, you're paying James Wiseman nine point six million dollars to sit on the bench all season and not do crap. Well, I mean, we don't, we don't. Yeah, I mean that that that's a little bit of a. Hopefully, it's a situation where he'll be able to come in, be healthy, and you know, next season maybe give them some force inside. But I mean, maybe, I I agree with you. I think it, it's a big deal. I I I when you but you know most you know you know Curry's getting paid forty five million. Thompson's at 37, Wiggins is at 31, and Draymond's at 24. I mean, you know, I'm fine with that. Like you said, for the most part, you know, you have reasonable contracts for the rest of your team. I'm not saying that's out of line. I, I just, I agree with you though on Windhorse that I just think, uh, to me, there's just a way better way of wording it. Um, there's really no game that's a checkbook game ever. No, that's a um, joke. And, and that's I, such a I, dumb I like, statement. I like, I like, um, I'm a big, you know, I, I, well, we both like talking about contracts. We, we like do. talking about contracts. We do like contracts. Players. Yes. Uh, Cause we just, we just, for a lot of reasons, I think it's a part of how you can see whether the player matches up to what he was projected or expected to be combined with. Like there are some guys that we think are underpaid and we think they deserve more. And so I think to me, um, you just have to be incredibly smart with your wording. And, and I agree. I just don't think when Horsford was, and, and, and there was a lot of pushback on that appropriately. So uh, for game six, Bryce, we got. I said, warriors in seven, I'm going to stick with it. I'll take the Boston Celtics in game six. Okay. Um, Didn't see that coming. Did you? No, you're not going to see this one, though. I got the Warriors in six. Uh, well, you you predicted Warriors in six, didn't you? I know, but I just I I just think that it's if you said to Boston, what's the ideal game script? I feel like Game Five is the ideal game script for the Golden State Warriors. No, Curry not making any shots. Yeah, you know, yeah. Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins being their top scorers. I mean, Bryce, I, I think Boston would take money to the bank on that. I think they would say we win that every time, every single time. And they didn't. And I just, you know, that Curry is going to be better. You know it. Um, uh, I mean, the game six stuff. I mean, I don't like talking about, you know, whatever that is, but it is, you know, he does play well in those. And I just, I just feel like, It'll be really hard for Boston to shift the momentum out. I mean, the reason, the reason that I think that it would get extended to seven games is if Scott Foster's in Boston tomorrow. 
<laughs> oh, Scotty. Oh, Scotty. I think, I think if you have Scott. He knows how to do it. Scott Foster, Mark Davis, <laughs> and Zarvis. Oh, uh, Zach. You Zach Sarva. You have a chance, and wow! Uh oh! Let's, let's, let's get into some news. Uh oh! Let's get into some news. Guys, we are breaking this live. This is work. We got from, some, from we got producer, a nice producer, producer tonight. Christian Wood is going to the Dallas Mavericks. I love this trade. I absolutely well, let's, let's talk about love it. Love this. What do you think? Because if they, I, I, we don't know the official terms. But off the top, I mean, this is a true big man. Nova can give uh, <sighs> Dallas something on a reasonable deal. <laughs> I love this, man. Because, look, look, I like I like Dwight Powell, okay? I like Maxi Kleba, but you cannot rely on them. Christian Wood you is a young Powell. talent. You hate Powell. I, Do not, not sit here and say you like Powell. You hate Powell. You, look, you hated, okay, you hated listen, Powell in the playoffs. You listen, okay, I, I'm just saying, I think this is a great compliment to, to Luka Doncic, uh, Christian Wood is a young player. He can play in the post. He's only getting better. Uh, he was wasting away in 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 Houston. Uh, I think this changes things for the draft. I think Paolo is going to go number three for sure now. Wow, uh, which kind of sucks. Wow. Sucks to me because I really wanted Palo to Indy somehow, some way, uh, but that that's not going to happen anymore. That's okay. But I mean, this is big time. Um, the Mavs are serious. This is a serious move to me. This says I'm ready. We're ready to take the next step with our guy who we just paid a massive extension to. Wow. And we're going to go for it. We're going to get better. Tim Hardaway is going to come back healthy next season. We got Christian Wood. We got Luka Doncic. Uh, hopefully, you know, they might re-sign Jalen Brunson. We'll see if they can afford him. But this is big time. Big time. I think I think he's a good player. Uh, I, I think he, you know, can be a, you know, really nice big man. I, my only concern is protection defensively. I don't know what that will be like. But from an offensive standpoint, I think he's got a chance to really help give them a second level, you know, see him on the nice second, third oh, option. Oh, uh, we got, we got terms here. So what's the terms? What's the terms? Go ahead. So terms. Dallas is acquiring Christian Wood and sending the number 26 pick to the Rockets along with multiple players. Uh, so we don't have the players yet, but number 26 pick. First round pick, that's well, kind of a big deal. Well, I mean, depending on what this is. It, well, but it, here, here's the but here's some context though. It's all expiring contracts. Furthermore, it could potentially be guys like a Sterling Brown. It could be guys like a Bo, uh, Bo, uh, Boban. It could be guys like Trey Burke. It could be guys. Like you know, players along that stature, Trey Burke, or, or Kleba, or Kleba, Kleba, Kleba. Yeah, that Kleba's would be good. An expiring deal, because at this point, they you know Hardaway would be off the deal. Dinwiddie is off the deal. Bertans is off the deal, uh, uh, and Powell is actually on an expiring. So maybe they tried to move off some of these other guys, but they kept the guys that I would have wanted to keep in Hardaway, Dinwiddie, Doncic. Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, they should trade Bertans as soon as possible, but they're never going to get that because he's worth 60. <laughs> he, he's, he's so much money, but, and he's so trash. Uh, but but when it comes to when it comes to this, I'm movie, always hating on Bertans. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So the players Boban, 
Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris. Wow. And the number 26 wow. pick to they the Rockets. They traded zero They got nothing. Players. They got, yeah, Houston schmucks. This is this is an absolute schmuck deal for, for the Houston Rockets. The, a clown. That's a clown show going on in Houston. And, and Steven Silas doesn't deserve this clown show of a franchise, a doormat franchise that still has John Wall, who, who's played, what, maybe 40 games for them in how many seasons? And they're paying him so much freaking money. This is an absolute joke. This is a joke. I am so I am so beyond pissed right now. This is an absolute joke. Trey Burke deserves better. That dude deserves to be in a rotation. No, no, that dude stop, can play. Stop, stop. Boban, you know, Boban's fun. You know, that's all he is. Sterling Brown, Sterling Br- Marquise Chris, the bust. What a joke. That, you're not going to get anything at 26 in this draft. Let me tell you guys, I've been looking at draft boards for a, for a while now. You're not getting anything. Oh, what a joke, man. This is a joke. I say, here's what I'll say. I think I, 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 I honestly think it is insane that somehow, some way Dallas didn't trade like any rotation player. Freaking joke, man. And Houston wanted to reunite with Sterling Brown and Chris. Dude, I'm doing if, if, oh, if I'm the front office for for the for the Mavs, I'm doing this deal all day. All day. All day. I mean, Paolo's going to be a nice building block, but he's going to have nothing. I mean, I like uh, Jalen. You are you are you are you really think that's a, a realistic fit, don't you with, with him? Yeah, well, it is now. I think it's going to be Paolo. It's going to be Kevin Porter Jr. Or and the then Chet what, Holmgren, what's Chet Holmgren? But Chet Holmgren's going one or two, man. They're not even going to sniff them. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, who, who, what's his name? Jalen so Smith? What's his you, name? So you, no. so you have Jalen Green and Jalen Green. Kevin Porter. Yeah. Sorry, yes. I, I think those are solid guard pieces. Yeah. I think Paolo will be a good a, a good forward piece, a playmaker there. So, I mean, they got a good basis, but you got to put guys around them here. Where yeah, they're let's still hope they don't young. overthink it. Yeah, let's, if they let's overthink it, if they overthink it, and Paolo falls to four, my pay, Kevin Pritchard better be on the freaking phone with the with uh, with the Sacramento Kings, and you get that number four pick. You get that number four pick immediately. Well, well, let's let's hold up because next week, Bryce. Uh, well, we'll we'll tease it a little bit. Next week will be a big draft week. We'll, we'll yeah, baby. Discuss. That's we'll right. Discuss. We'll break it down. We're gonna go through each team. I'm really excited about that. So we'll get into that. Um, but you know, a big move here uh, with Christian Wood. We broke it down live on the pod, so uh, we got live access for you. So it'll come out That's tomorrow. Right. Immediate breakdown. Next up, uh, let's get into these divisions, shall we? NFC and AFC West. Uh, let's let's go with the NFC West. I want to talk about this poverty franchise uh, in Seattle, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, because they they are literally uh, at the utmost disaster at quarterback. I mean, this is just absolute tragic. Uh, they're heavily reliant upon Drew Locke to become the starting quarterback and Geno Smith to potentially. Uh, make some covers because apparently all he knows how to do is cover games for betters. Uh, Rashad Penny, Chris Carson in the backfield. Uh, why is uh, Chris Carson the third string running back? Uh, we have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf at wide receiver. It's great, but I don't know who's getting on the ball. Uh, they're reliant on a potential 
uh, Noah Fant boost. Uh, they they did, though, shockingly, go to the offensive line. But wait, Bryce, they went and picked an offensive lineman after their franchise quarterback left. Their defense is basically, uh, you know, Quandre Diggs is a very nice piece. Trey Brown, Cindy Jones in the secondary. Uh, their depth is not horrible. Uh, Jamal Adams obviously getting paid a lot of money. Uh, linebackers, Jordan Brooks isn't horrible. The defensive line, Quinn Jefferson, uh, Darrell Taylor uh, are examples. Bryce, when you look at this Seattle Seahawks uh, offseason, uh, what, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, listen, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the uh, Zach Griffith phrase here. This is Pete Carroll's swan song. Okay. You have done, you've traded your franchise quarterback. You're basically starting over, um, the off season. Eh, eh, I mean, you really didn't, you really didn't get much in that Russell Wilson trade. I guess I, you got Noah Fant, but you don't even, you don't even run an offense that uses the tight ends. You, you know, Jimmy Graham, for example, wasted away there. Um, Gerald Everett wasted away there. Um, they didn't do anything that that really moves the needle for me. I mean, I like some of the guys that they signed. They signed Uwosu for the edge. Um, they signed Justin Coleman, who's kind of a has been. Um, Shelby Shelby Harris, he's on his last legs. I don't know where you're going with this. And, and to address to address the the Chris Carson thing, there's a reason why he's a third string quarterback or uh, running back. It. We don't even know if he's going to play. He probably shouldn't. I don't know if you've seen it. You can you can Google this, Caleb, if you want. Yeah. But I don't know if you've seen what his neck looks like. No. Um, and the hardware that's in his neck. I mean, it literally looks something that you go to the hardware store and pick up. I mean, it, it's there's three screws in the back of his neck right now. Um, honestly, he should probably retire. And and, and that's why they they drafted Kenneth wow. Walker the third out of Michigan state. And I think Rashad Penny's solid when he stays healthy. No, but- no, no. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. He, he, Bryce, they, they picked him in the first round. Enough okay, enough. Yes, he, but he's, he's had injured. He's been, uh, yes, because he's been injured, but when he's injured, he's, or when he's healthy, he's good. No, no, he's not. Stop it. Whatever, Stop man. It. He's Whatever. in the bottom tier. No, he's miss in the bottom me, tier of starting court. Miss me, please. In the bottom tier of starting running okay. back. Okay. Well, here's the other thing. On the defensive side, you don't even call Bobby Wagner. You don't even. You don't even give him a, a courtesy phone call. That man. That man has been a cornerstone piece of your defense for your. But you want to talk about Legion of Boom? How about Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright? How how good were they when they were together? How about that? Were, and you don't e- you don't even call him. I know he's 32 years old, but you don't even give him a courtesy phone call. You give him nothing. Joke. Joke. And now he's with the Rams where he could potentially win another title. And you're going to see him twice a year, and he is going to mess up whoever you put at quarterback, whether it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith. My guess is it's probably going to be Geno Smith. Joke. Yeah. I, I think the thing with Seattle, right, is like what are their long-term pieces and like what should their franchise look to commit to? Like there are players that I would build my team around, but like n- not necessarily with this person, like with this personnel group, like, you know, they, they're better off on different teams. Like I honestly don't see a reason for the Seattle Seahawks to have DK Metcalf. 
I, I don't know. Like he's, he's a really nice player. He's a really good player. But if you have such an incompetent quarterback room, you're, you're stuck. I mean, you, to me, I would really consider moving off of him and getting what you can uh, for, su- for such a young talent. I mean, uh, if the Indianapolis Colts called him, uh, which they should have drafted him for Paris Campbell, but if they okay, called him, okay. then, DK, then DK Metcalf would be a legitimate receiver, uh, you know, and I think, you know, He's also having a great time personally, Bryce. Have you heard about this lately with DK Metcalf? Oh no, I haven't. He's he's been he's been dating Normani. He's the, the ah, I see you, DK. Former Fifth Harmony star. I see you, boy. Game and pop music. Uh, okay. DK Metcalf, smart man. Smart smart man. That's all I have to say. Uh, next up, we we have uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Kyle Shanahan at the helm. Uh, we got uh, Garopp, you know, Garoppolo and Trey Lance batting at quarterback. Uh, a lot of this roster, for the most part, uh, stayed relatively intact. Uh, they, they, you know, this is a team, Bryce, that I think will look to try to regain that that swag, that that style of play that they had last season. Do you think that's realistic? I think I think it is. I think it is. I mean, it, the quarterback thing is kind of making this offseason complicated for them, in my opinion. Um, cause I've heard, I've heard good things and I've heard bad things, right? I mean, I've heard Jimmy G is probably as good as gone. Then I've heard he's going to stay. Then I heard Trey Lance is the guy. And I've also heard Trey Lance sucks. So I, I don't really know what to believe. Only Kyle Shanahan knows he likes these mind games, these mind tricks, which is fine. I, I think whoever starts, I think you can I think you can perform with either of them. I think Trey Lance probably gives you a little bit better chance to win because I think he's more dynamic on his feet, um, which I think plays extremely well with with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, who are just you know, dynamic playmakers. But but I mean that's the other thing is what's what's the Debo Samuel situation? It's been pretty quiet lately. Uh, said he wanted out, said he didn't want to play the type of position that he played last season, which was basically a hybrid wide receiver running back. And I understand that, right? For longevity purposes, you don't want to be handed the ball off, you know, maybe 10 times a game and then go run routes when you're not in the backfield. That's exhausting. I I totally get it. Um, and, And I don't think the Niners need him to be a running back. Elijah Mitchell had an outstanding rookie season. You still have Jeff Wilson. You have Trey Sermon that you didn't even use last year. And then you draft another running back in Tyrion Davis Price out of LSU, who's a solid running back too. You don't need Debo Samuel in the backfield. You don't need that. So I think it'll be interesting, interesting to see the quarterback and the wide receiver situation coming out. I mean, George Kittle is going to be George Kittle. Um, Little concern, little concerned about the uh, offensive line in the in the middle. Not the tackles, Trent Williams and McGlinchey. They're they're awesome, but the guards in the center. I don't know how very, that's going to shake out. Very panicked. Very uh, yeah. This was an experienced group last year. Yeah, absolutely. They lost a lot of pieces on that on that line, and I, I honestly, Bryce, think they're putting too much eggs in the basket on Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't I, know. I, I feel I, like they have I, guys I that can. I don't. 
I don't like that. I, I don't really like that. I but mean, they have guys that on, can still come in and perform on. They got performed. Of, they moved off a of sermon. Like they basically said he's gone. Like he's not existent. They went out, they picked up Davis just Price weird. in the third round. Just, and then Jeff Wilson has been a solid player for them. They're not going to be afraid to go to those guys. I think San Francisco, um, it's, it's really a dependent. I, I also think uh, it'll be interesting to see how guys like George Odom, come into a starting role. Uh, I don't see that, that working out very well. Defense. I can tell you. I, I think he's a great special teams guy, but I don't know what his starting level experience will be. That, uh, that secondary is shaky. I mean, I, I think, I think that could, that, that has a chance uh, to maybe not go in their favor. And I just don't like the offensive. I really don't like the offensive line. And I, and I, I think that this is a team that, you know, really got, um, a lot headed in their direction in the second half of the year. And I will see if they can take advantage of it heading into next season. I am not as crazy on that. Uh, I have them leaning third place in the division uh, behind uh, the Arizona Cardinals at second place, uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, under Cl- uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, absolutely. You know, they, they made the playoffs. They did take that step. And I don't think that should be ashamed. You know, anything that they are ashamed of. I definitely seem like Kyler Murray, was fighting through a lot at the end of the season, whether that was pain, injury, things of that nature. And then, of course, DeAndre Hopkins not available. I mean, a lot of stuff didn't go in their favor, Bryce, like right when they were getting to the playoffs where they got to the stage that they've been trying to get to for a long time. But I mean, you start looking at this team, you start looking at what they what they have done. Uh, what are your impressions? Um, man. They lost. They lost some. P- I, like the offense is fine, right? It was always. I felt like the defense, you know, was was a little bit behind, and they had some talented guys. And now they lost some of those talented guys. Um, Chandler Jones being one of the biggest. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that guy is an absolute stud. You also lose Jordan Hicks, who is one of your big time linebackers in the middle. You lost him. Um, so I mean, those are those are some shoes to fill. Those are some shoes to fill um, uh, defensively. Offensively, they made some moves. They made some moves. DeAndre Hopkins gets a suspension for six games. I think that's a big deal. That really is a big deal. Um, But you trade for Marquise Brown, an inconsistent player um, from Baltimore, albeit the the offense wasn't particularly pass-friendly. Fine, yeah, yeah, but I mean, Marquise Brown is an average wide receiver. He's fast, but he oh, drops. Wow. He's got drops. Oh, average. Oh, yeah. Where's Ravens HQ? Let me say it to his face. I'll say it to his yeah, face. Bogus. He's that's average. That's he is average. Your boy Paris Campbell. Uh, that's thinking, fine. I'm t- average. I'm taking... Average. Oh my God. Christian Kirk is oh, now gone. He was way overpaid by by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, so that leaves you an average quarterback or average wide receiver, and then washed AJ Green. Oh, hopefully, hopefully gosh. Rondell Moore gets more run. I think he will. I think he's going to have to. Honestly, he's just he he's going to have to. Yards last season, Bryce. I don't care. Oh my god. I don't care. Oh my god. Hollywood Brown is average. Season. Oh my average. Gosh. No, he's not average. He's just fast. Holy crap. He's just fast. Uh, that's not that's not He's true just because we it's not it's not it's not all of what he is. If he if, if that was the case, then then he, then I agree with you. But that's not always been. He's been able to make it work under an offensive system that you and I have not been huge fans of over the past. And he was able to get a thousand yards in that system. And, uh, sure. Whatever. 
I think Fine. he's. I think. I think that's a. I think he could be very good there. I like him. Along with more, I think eventually what they want to try to do is fade away from Green. I think they want to uh, put a little less pressure on him uh, offensively. I think they, oh, they like to. Yeah, they involved. need to. It's not. It's not a shot at AJ Green. It's just I think they want to make sure that he can be as fresh for as much as possible. Uh, they don't want to force him in situations where he's playing more snaps than he should. Uh, so that'll be that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, I, I do agree with you. I think on the offense, on the defense, I kind of think that they. Um, they're looking for production from a couple different pieces, I believe. Uh, I think it starts with Zayvon Collins. He drafted him in the first round last yeah. season. I think they're really hoping he can be a breakout guy for them. And I don't think it's crazy. He didn't get a whole lot of playing time last year because of what they had in store with Hicks. But who's to say that, you know, Collins can't come in on a second year and really take a burst for them. I mean, him and Isaiah Simmons, if you think about from a potential standpoint, could be awfully good as a linebacker duo. Uh, I think to me, that's something I, I would really look towards and, and 100% with you on the defensive line. Uh, this is a horrible defensive line in terms of depth. Uh, you're going to have to get something from either Zach Allen or you're going to have to get something from Lashard Lawrence. And I just think at this point, it's it's difficult because they don't have a lot of action in them. And they're going to have to figure out ways to uh, get those guys to improve or they're going to have to go and maybe try to snag somebody before the start of the season. Uh, I, the secondary, I like Byron Murphy. I think he's really good. I think Jalen Thompson, Boone Baker showed promise. Uh, I think that's a good safety duo. But that right corner slot uh, with Marco Wilson, uh, Bryce seems to be a problem. Uh, yeah. they, they really don't uh, have yeah. any. They, they don't have any depth behind Marco Wilson, so uh, they they could be in positions where that could be difficult uh, if he does not have a season that that he's capable of. So uh, that that's a position I would really keep my eye on is the right corner uh, because if Wilson could be pretty good for them, that would be a game changer. But uh, you know we'll see. You know because he will have an extended role this season, Bryce. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it's I think it's going to be tough sledding for for. Uh, for the Cardinals, I could see them finishing third. I, I honestly could. I'm leaning second. I'm leaning second. Honestly. I'm leaning that way too, but I could see them finishing third. I could too, 100%. 100%. But yep. I mean, you know, but the coach that you've disrespected uh, the last three years uh, who won a Super Bowl championship in LA. It's about time. Uh, is, is, uh, is Sean McVay it's about and Los time. Angeles Rams. Uh, they are looking to go for a repeat. Uh, this is a roster that is absolutely loaded. Uh, they they yeah. just they just loaded it. I mean, yeah. They said, let's just sign Allen Robinson. Let's just go get Bobby Wagner. Let's just go uh, just make this day Troy Hill again. Let, like, let's just go in and just kill uh, uh, and just dominate. Uh, because they basically just kept – this is a really good team. And yeah, I, I just think that at this point, it's going to be really hard for anybody to beat them. Like, I honestly think we could see an even better season for Matt Stafford in his second year with the offense. So it's like it, – and with Akers coming back, they might have a really nice one-two punch. And Cameron Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what's insane, man, is they're, they're off and running again. Um, and, and they slow the potential to sign Odell Beckham Jr. to add to Cup, Robinson, honestly, Jefferson. I guess why not? I mean, if he's I, at this point, yeah, I, I mean, I guess. And and my boy Tyler Higby, my boy Tyler Higby, man, a solid tight end for them too. Um, little shakeup in the offensive line this uh, this upcoming season. Um, no, no more Corbett. 
Uh, you go with Bobby Evans at right guard, and then Andrew Whitworth, who retired. Go with Joe Notebloom, who can who is going to be just fine, honestly. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad when he played. I think. Right, exactly. And, I, and then I mean, defensively, you give the bag to Aaron Donald, who de- who definitely deserves it, no question about it. Um, you replace Von Miller with Bobby Wagner. Um, I'd say that's a W. Uh, and, and honestly, I think the underrated signing is Troy Hill back to the, back to the Rams, uh, opposite yeah, of Jalen Ramsey. I yeah. I really I really do think that's an underrated pickup. I mm. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean this this team's gonna be ready to rock again. Um, number one in the division, hands down, no questions asked. Easy easy division victory for the Rams. Easy. Wow. Wow. Would you lock it in? Yes. All right. If you're a betting man, which I know you are, Caleb, I put money on it. You would put money on it. Absolutely. I, I you're probably not going to win anything off of it, but I don't know. I'd have to check their odds. I they're they're let's if FanDuel might have their odds for me. But look, I mean, when it comes to the Rams, I mean, we know what this team's capable of, obviously, with the pop and magic of their offense. So it, it's really can this defense kind of rejuvenate and and kind of get back to what it was doing in the second half of the year. And by all means, the Rams tried to get that and they're going to get it in different positions. They're not necessarily getting it from a pass rush per se. They're really upgrading the middle of the field, which I think has a chance to open up some stuff for them that they maybe haven't had in the past. I think that's a really big deal. Uh, I, I look at this team, Bryce, and I really do think there's a chance they could repeat. I think they've got a lot of things going for them. Uh, that should excite uh, fans. I think it should excite their fan base. And, you know, at this point, Bryce, right now, they're not even, they're they're the uh, third highest odds for the division, or sorry, for the conference. Uh, Tampa Bay and Green Bay uh, are the leaders, according to FanDuel. Uh, And then the NFC, the NFC West has the Rams uh, actually at plus money, at plus 130. I take that. Uh, The plus 130 to win the division and San Francisco at plus 190 to win the division. They actually find that race uh, uh, between that. And then they have uh, Tampa at minus 320. Uh, They have Minnesota, uh, Green Bay at minus 170. Uh, they got Dallas at plus 115, uh, leading that division. The Chiefs are leading the division odds in the AFC West, which we'll talk about. Uh, the Colts minus 105, uh, Ravens plus 160, and the Bills minus 180. Uh, next up, uh, I, I think a team that, you know, in, in this particular AFC West division, uh, each team made huge moves. Each team <sighs> You know, tried to Here get themselves go. in position to fight for one another. Uh, but I do want to talk to Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think they had the most disappointing offseason uh, out of this division. Uh, I'm lower on the Chiefs than the average Joe. I think that this is not a great year for them. I don't think they did enough, Bryce. I don't think you can just sit here and just consistently rely upon just because you have Patrick Mahomes doesn't get you everything. Every great quarterback needs good talent. It's just a fact of the matter. I understand that you and I don't like Tyreek Hill, but you know Tyreek Hill is a good football player. You just don't let guys like that go. You don't. You don't sit there and just not. Uh, figure out ways to keep guys like that around when you have a prime level quarterback. Uh, I just don't think me, this, this receiving core is good enough for Patrick, for this team. Uh, I I'm honestly concerned about the right side of their offensive line. I'm concerned about their pass rush and their pass rush depth. I'm concerned about their secondary. I don't think their secondary is all that great. I'm concerned about how much they're going to rely upon Bolton, uh, Jermaine Carter and, and Willie Gay Bryce. I'm off the chiefs. I really am. I don't think they're going to be as good as they've been in the past. 
Interesting. Interesting. I see. I, I see why there's concerns, but I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. So something's got to give here. So I, I understand well, that's what they're relying on. Right. I mean, you're right. I agree with you. Something really does to me, to me, to me, this is no different than early than than Peyton Manning days. Average defense, above above average quarterback, elite quarterback play. Colts Manning. No, I'm not saying this is the exact the same thing, but I mean, it's similar. Average defense, right? Average defense, elite quarterback play, an offensive line that can that can block long enough. I don't think you're giving the Colts. I don't think you're giving that Colts Manning roster enough credit. Maybe I think not. That's a phenomenal roster. You think about the. I mean, this is this is not the same roster. I mean, what on earth? Talking about are you guys doing? that can just. I mean, what on guys that can just Marquez play? Valdez Scantling. You're going to rely on Marquez Valdez Scantling. Saying, dude. And and, and and come on. Look, man, I'm just, look. They're desperate. They're 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 gonna they're I'm missing not, something wide receiver. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not counting them out. I'm just not gonna do it. Well, you're not I'm just counting not gonna them out because it. of Patrick. You're not counting them out because of Patrick Mahomes. But when you identify the weaknesses of this team, it's more than fair. They, they, they have the big rock consistency at the running game. They have to find some consistency at wide receiver and the defense. Look, I mean, I like the Justin Reed pickup. I think he's really good. Uh, you should probably like that pickup more than anybody, Bryce, because I do your division. Uh, I think that, you know, look, I, I don't think this Kansas City Chiefs team are they finishing? The way that it's currently constructed. I am not as crazy about them. Where are I they finishing? Last in the division. Last. Oh my gosh. Come on. Give me a break. Last. Oh my last. <laughs> last. <laughs> It's a joke, dude. Are you kidding me? Last. Um. Okay. Okay. I no. No. Third at worst. Third. Third at worst. But what do you have them? I gave you my spot. Yeah, I'm saying third at worst. No. Do you have them third place? (sighs) So we're talking. We're talking. Okay. As at for right now, you have them third place. Last yeah, place. sure. I'll go third place. Sure. Third place. Third place. Sure. I, st- I still think they get a wild card spot. All right. Okay. Next up, uh, let's go with the team out in Vegas. Uh, they, uh, they obviously gambled with coaching. Uh, oh, I see what some, you did there. I see what have, you did there. Thank you. Thank you. They that was cute. Some, they, might have had, they might have some security cameras. They might have some security cameras everywhere Everywhere they're going for their offense. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, they, may, they may have them all around. So uh, all those me, uh, meetings at the Pro Bowl in Vegas, uh, you never know that the Raiders might have videotaped all your stuff. Uh, this, is, this is a team, Bryce, that uh, certainly made some upgrades when you look at Devontae Adams, uh, Demarcus Robinson for some depth. Um, I honestly really do believe uh, that the offensive line has a chance to get better. Uh, I think some of their pieces have a chance to be better in their second year. I can't I, believe. I did not, and I, I, I think that this is a really solid, uh, you know, defensive line. 
Uh, I like Max Crosby. I like That's Chandler Jones. It. I like Denzel Perriman. I think Denzel Perriman's a solid linebacker. Uh, I think Trayvon Mullen's really good. Uh, I, I think their safeties aren't horrible. I, I honestly, I honestly, so, think th- I honestly think the Raiders have a chance to be a really, really solid offense. I'm, I'm in on the Raiders. I think they're third. I think they're third in the division. I have them above the Chiefs, and I think Derek Carr might be in for a really nice season. I don't see how you like them more than the Chiefs. I mean, I guess I could see why, but no, yeah, because the Chiefs didn't is, have an offense. This is they, they no, this is this is fool's gold. How? This is fool's gold. How? They, how? Uh, yes. You said it at oh, the beginning. Oh gosh. They, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Joshua McDaniels. I'm not. I'm not a McDaniels. And, and, and the fact, the fact. Uh, look, I understand why you. I understand why they did it. Okay, it still doesn't excuse this. But the fact that you traded Yannick Ngakwe for Rakisine, a average cornerback, to be your starter. In a division, he said the team wasn't very competitive. In, he said the Colts weren't a very I, competitive. I don't. I don't care what Rakisin says. I don't. I don't care what Rakisin says. How about you be better? How about you be better and not panic when the ball gets in your vicinity and you just push a guy on the ground and draw fifteen yards or spot of the foul every freaking time? How about that, Rakisin? How about that? That's what I thought. Clown stuff, bro. I sweat clown stuff like that. I, I think the Raiders they're gonna find uh, out real quick in, in in a division in a division <laughs> with Juju Smith Schuster with Keenan Allen with Williams. Mike Williams <laughs> with Jerry Judy with Cortland Sutton Tim Patrick will burn this man I wish I wish that Griffith on uh, your ghost at the Circle City Center would have some comments on Rekusin. I, I think he would. I think he would have a lot of interesting comments about the whole thing. He would say the exact same thing I'm saying right now. Enjoy that. Oh, and not to mention, you do not have the same defensive coordinator anymore. Thank you very much. You like us, Bradley, as a Colts. You, you don't like the departure for the Raiders. Oh, he was doing just fine with that defense. Enjoy Rock, you see. Enjoy Jonathan Abram on the on the IR again. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. As far as offense goes, yeah, it's loaded. It's really yeah. Good. Yeah, but but you know what? But you know what? This is what Josh McDaniels does. He gets cute. And here's where he got cute. Okay. He got cute. He he picked up Brandon Bolden. We're going to do our stupid little check down bull crap. And we're not even going to use Devontae Adams to his fullest potential because he's a joke. No, I'll tell you what, what's more. What's more his speed. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is going to get a bunch of looks. You want to know why? Because he's a little white receiver. That's why. And he loves those. Edelman. Amendola. Uh, Danny Woodhead. Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get cute. Let's get cute, but let's trade for Devonte Adams and waste him away. I, I prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Josh McDaniels, and and I'll lead it on that. But until I see something, I'm not buying it. Give me third in the division. Third in the division, uh, chance to go for second in the division. Chance to go. Miss me on Leatherwood too. Still, I, I, I mean, I think he might. I'll be better though. No, probably not. I think it'd be better. Probably not. Next up, uh, Denver. Uh, obviously, they went out and acquired uh, Russell Wilson. 
uh, they uh, they went out and, and basically said, we need to upgrade this position. Uh, we've been borderline incompetent with Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, uh, <laughs> Drew Locke, Trevor Simeon, and any other quarterback that you want to name that's below average. Uh, they, they have basically went for the upgrade and picked up a, uh, in my opinion, a top 10 to 15 quarterback price yeah. uh, and Russell Wilson. Uh, he, he went out and, uh, and, and it's going to give this team some explosion because, you know, they, they did, they did, you know, really get some uh, running game help. Uh, they re-signed Melvin Gordon. They have Javante Williams. They have Jerry Judy uh, and Cornell Sutton and Tim Patrick. I think the offensive line will improve uh, the addition of Billy Turner. Uh, it'd be nice with Green Bay at Billy Turner, but Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They have, they have Lloyd Cushion Murray, who I think is a really nice center for them. I like him. And Garrett Bowles is a really nice left tackle. Uh, the defense, I think, is is solid. I think it's been solid for the last couple of years. I absolutely hate the inside linebacker spot. I think Alex Singleton's one of the worst starting linebackers. Oh, line. come on. And then I think I think Randy Gregory is, you know, a great pickup because that. Dallas refused to get off contract terms. And then you, you but but you know, there are some positions and spots I'm I'm a little worried about, uh, particularly at the defensive line. I'm concerned about their defensive line. Dramont Jones, DJ Jones, Deshaun Williams. I'm slightly concerned about what their pass rush will be. Uh, and I'm I'm very, very panicked about right corner. They're heavily reliant on Ronald Darby. Ronald Darby is either injured and out for the season, or he becomes a low average second, really, really low average second starter. And they don't have any depth behind him. Uh, that's my only, that's, that's my big concerns with Denver. What's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, this overall, this roster is pretty good. I mean, the big thing is Russell Wilson. I mean, that, that's a major upgrade. Um, Nathaniel Hackett as well as a head coach. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, who who's coming from Green Bay, so a quarterback-friendly system. Um, Javante Williams needs to be the bell cow. Stop, stop messing around with Melvin Gordon the third. Dude, he was done? good. I don't Why care. do you Are hate that guy? I, no, it's because Javante Williams is being muzzled, and it's a joke. That's why they're. This is exactly like Washington. They're muzzling Antonio Gibson, who who is an outstanding running back. They're doing the same thing with Javante Williams. It's a joke. Stop. Javante Williams should be should get a majority of the carries. Joke. But I like this offense. Billy Turner, good get, good get at right tackle. Excellent. Yeah, I mean the de- the defense is a little concerning, but I mean I, I they signed Quan Williams. I think things find depth, find depth for, for Darby gets hurt. I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I don't mind the secondary cream Jackson, Justin Simmons are two of the best safeties in the league and, and they're still in Denver. So, I mean, they erase a lot of stuff and they cover How up a lot. Are you? Huh? How happy are you that Houston? When Houston took. Yeah. What'd you say? You're breaking up a little bit. But, you know, what are your thoughts on Kareem Jackson, Bryce? Uh, because we do, you know, he, he's been a really good player. He left your division a long time ago. You've probably been mm-hmm. happy for that. Yeah, Kareem Jackson's awesome, dude. Yeah. I mean, he, he signed an extension, uh, another contract with them. He's 34 years old, so he's starting to get up there a little bit. But the guy can still play. He's underrated player in the league. I like Kareem Jackson a lot. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think I have Denver as second place in the division. Uh, Bryce. Oh, I would say second as well. I would say second as well. I think we're going in the same spot here. 
Because we, we both love this team a lot. Yeah, we're all in on the Chargers. I'm all in. I'm putting my chips in. I'm putting a chip. I'm honestly looking at them for Super Bowl odds. Wow. I think, I think, I think they're I think they're that good, Bryce. I I, I think they are that you're good. You gonna put a little they, you gonna put a little wager on that? Look, Telesco's legit, man. Telesco's legit. This is yeah, he didn't mess around. about some really good offseason work. Uh, Top to that bottom. That is exactly what this is. I mean, he just developed and developed and you know made the right trades and uh, stole a pli- uh, stole Khalil Mack like I steal uh, chips from the freaking counter and then went out and Chicago poverty a, franchise took a soda like a 70 cent soda that I always like to have every day. And this is this is a t- this is unbelievable what they've done. Uh, Gerald Everett at tight end. My gosh, that'll be clean. Love uh, Everett. Out, they, they cleaned. They cleaned there. They, they went out. They got, you know, a good set of receivers for next year. Palmer. I think could be really good in his second year. I, I love this trenches. Uh, I think I think they got a nice trenches. Rashawn Slater might be one of the best left tackles in the game already. Corey Lindsley in his second year uh, intrigues me. Uh, and this defense literally just went out and just got totally loaded. I mean, you know, the Patriots showed incredible incompetency uh, by letting J.C. Jackson go. Uh, the you know the Chargers got Sebastian Joseph Day, a former Ram. Kenneth Murray uh, has a chance to be good. They got Kyle Van Noy. I mean, this this is a real deal defense. This is a real deal team. Uh, this is my favorite for the AFC West. This is my favorite team in the AFC. This is a team I think that's going to the Super Bowl. I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers a lot, Russ. Yeah, I mean, but it all comes down to health, right? If Derwin James can stay healthy, Kenneth Murray's got to stay healthy, uh, Khalil Mack's got to stay healthy, Mike Williams has to stay healthy, but Austin Eckler. That's the, you, to me, you that's do, the key. Yeah, I mean, that, that is absolutely that. true. That's absolutely true. But, I mean, this defense top to bottom, Terry Tillery, Austin Johnson, Joseph Day, Bosa, Murray, Ooh. True Tranquil, Mack, Asante Samo Jr., Derwin James, Adderley, J.C. Jackson, big-time signing. Callahan. I mean, they, they made the splash. They made the splash. Van Noy, Reader, um, solid at linebacker. Um, and, and I thought they had a decent draft, too. They got Isaiah Spiller, who's a guy that can spell Austin Eckler. I agree. Um, even though I think Eckler is is capable of doing this by himself. He's, he is a little injury prone. prone yeah, I'm not so. trying to risk it. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, Keenan Allen, you know what you're going to get out of Keenan Allen, one of the most consistent receivers in the NFL. I think, I think Eckler has sneaky AFC Offensive Player of the Year potential. It's interesting. It's interesting. I don't hate it. But I mean, Herbert. Herbert's got a cannon. He can use his legs. He's big. He's physical. Um, yeah, I mean, this this Chargers uh, Chargers team is well, just something else. If only Zach Griffith was available to talk about the fact that you know the Chargers basically they they picked up a generational guy, a Hall of Fame level pass rusher for very little, for literally nothing. Uh, I. I think I think that would summarize I think how the offseason was gonna go for them. As soon as they made that move, I think you and I were just like, Oh, they're coming to play. Like they're they're gonna be really good. That was a big they're time gonna, deal, they're man. Gonna, they're gonna sit, they're gonna put themselves in position because no, no, I you know, the Chicago Bears fan, Ryan Gregory, no, he's not, you know, twenty seven or twenty eight year old Khalil Mack, but he is still a high level pass rusher. Second, he's a second best passer, so he's getting secondary looks. Bryce, he's still going to have a very good season. Miss me with all the heat, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would say number one. I'd say number one in the division. 
number one in the division. All right. I like it. I agree. Uh, next up, we got the uh, a segment which ran out. Uh, but here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. While it is Linsanity, I have no idea what this segment is. In fact, I was not a part of any of this discussion. I was not a part of any of this before the show. I know absolutely nothing. So the only person that knows this is our is the co-host, Bryce, right. who cre- creating these segments, which I will have no idea of. That's right. Bryce, what is the pun segment? That's right. So um, Zach Griffith, good friend of the show. Uh, we've, uh, we've been, we toss this term around pretty often and, uh, we, we laugh about it quite, quite often as well. So I have decided to, to name this the Zach Griffith Memorial. Welcome to the bungle segment. Now, Caleb, I will give you the definition of bungle bungle. Carry out a task clumsily or incompetently. Okay. So here's how this is going to work. I'll, I'll go first to give okay. you a little bit of time. Okay. This can be anything. Anything, anything. you want it to be. Anything. anything. And, and if you want it to be sports related, it can be any sport. Okay. 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 Um, it can be, you know, if you want to go pop culture, go pop culture. That's fine. All right. Let's but go. Here's my bungle. Here's okay. my bungling. All right. My bungling has to go my my first honorary welcome to the bungle has to go to nfl head coaches and gms that state for the record publicly we have no intention or we are not trading a particular player and here's where i'm going with this on march 2nd 2022 seahawks head coach pete carroll Quote, we have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. Therefore, after traded, traded to the Denver Broncos. On April 21st, 2022, Titans GM John Robinson does not foresee that happening when asked about potentially trading A.J. Brown. Uh, About a day or two later, Head coach Mike Vrabel, as long as I'm the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, A.J. Brown (laughs) will not be traded. Draft night, A.J. Brown traded to the Eagles. And Caleb, I must say, I must say that someone may be joining this elite group very, very soon. Oh, yeah? It was today. Today. Ron Rivera has come out and publicly said to the media, we're not trading Terry McLaurin. We're trying to get this done. It will get done sooner rather than later. Ron, let me just say. He wants the Carson Wentz experience. Well, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Let me tell you, let me tell you, my boy. My boy Chris Ballard better be on the phone here. But but anyways, Ron Rivera could potentially be joining this group of coaches and GMs very shortly if he is not careful. When coaches say this, the only one that is that has been for real, Green Bay Packers president and CEO Mark Murphy, when he said we are not trading Aaron Rodgers, but he gave up the absolute farm for Aaron Rodgers, didn't he? It cost him Billy Turner, guys like Billy Turner. Um, Devontae Adams, the Devontae band. Adams, Zadarius, Zadarius, uh, uh, Smith. Yes, Zedarius Zedarius Smith. Smith. It costs you everything. 
bungled these GMs and head coaches of the NFL. Caleb, do you happen to have a welcome to the bungle pick? Yeah, I do. I I was actually reading a lot today. I was reading oh. a lot about sports. <laughs> this is dangerous, life, folks. Reading. And I came to the final conclusion. I came to my number one conclusion. And it's been on my mind all day because I think the it's two things that are really stupid. Two things. It has to relate with two movies, but one statement can be said about the two movies. Okay. There's absolutely no need to try to force any movie of some iconic action figure or some iconic evil hero when it's simply not there. For example, there is absolutely no need for a Joker 2, yet we're getting a musical. We're getting a musical. I don't want to hear Joaquin Phoenix sing. In fact, I probably won't even hear him sing. He'll probably voice sing the whole freaking time. Yet he'll sit there and the Oscars will sit there and they'll give him a freaking award the next day. And yeah. The part that blows my mind, Bryce, I don't know if you saw this today. Somehow, some way, our culture is so pathetic. It's so pathetic and deserves to get the sack so much that now we have decided that it's a good idea to make a freaking Barbie movie. Uh, Barbie movie. (laughs) That is the definition of the competency in creativity, (laughs) directorial, Hey, Ryan Gosling was looking good, bro. He's looking good, man. He's looking solid. I have never lost more respect for Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling's a man dime. I have never lost more respect for Ryan Gosling than when I recognized he was playing Ken. Man dime. Never at one point in my life. That I did not, I liked Ryan Gosling. I had no issues with him. I saw that he was Ken. My stock of Ryan Gosling significantly dropped. Oh, come on. You're going to watch The Gray Man that's going to be put up on Netflix and no, it'll go I'm right not, back okay, up. Yes, okay. you are. Uh, sure, but it doesn't mean I, lo- I, I doesn't mean I still don't lose respect for the fact that Ryan Gosling <laughs> said I want the bag so much and I'm going to be part of this incompetent movie wannabe action movie. You're performing alongside Margot Robbie. I'm, uh, give me uh, Margot Robbie. What are you doing? You're so good. Why are you taking on Barbie? We don't need. We don't need for the kids, man. This for is kids. no. It's not. This movie is not for the kids. <laughs> no, it's not because the kids, the the kids that play Barbie probably can't even watch this movie. They probably can't even watch it. They probably will make it like. <laughs> PG-13. Uh, they probably make it PG-13. I'm looking it up on IMB. I don't think there's I don't think there's a rating yet, man. They haven't got that for you. Guarantee you it's PG-13. Guarantee you. Could be. I Could guarantee be. you. And if it's PG-13, then that just makes the project even more questionable. What's the point in making a Barbie movie with Samu Liu losing my stock, Will Ferrell losing my stock, Kate McKinnon losing my stock, American Forever losing my stock. I'm literally losing my stock over this Barbie movie and culture. This is simply welcome to bugling. I, I have, it's been on my head all day and I cannot express how much I don't understand this. And I am begging begging an explanation for the circle city cinema in response to this about why movies like this are being made. We could, we could definitely, we could definitely give you a response. You have to tune in to triple C next week. Uh, We'll be covering Obi-Wan 
uh, part five, part five, you'll absolutely, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, go listen to, uh, the hatred <laughs> of, uh, uh, on triple C of some other movies. If, if you like that, shout out uh, hustle, you gotta, you gotta shout out hustle. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, we shot, we talked hustle extensively on triple C uh, that came out just today. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. But Caleb, I think that was a great, uh, debut segment right. for welcome to the bungle. I'm sure you'll see that pop up in Linsanity here and there. You know, we got the segments. You know, we got the segments. Oh, we're coming. Okay. We bring it with the segments. Okay. When we get NFL season, you, you already know folks. We're, we're already thinking. Yeah. We're you already, already know. We're already thinking. So, but the one guarantee is we're never letting go of get the sack. Oh, get the sack is, is a, a single, staple. I would almost argue I mean, Zach's very good. Zach is very good with, with figuring out content names, but is there a better content? Is there a better contact, you know, in, ten, in terms of a segment, do we have a better one to get Zach? I don't think so. I think that's the best segment we've come up with. I think it might be from the entire network. I think that might be the best one. That was incredible work by everyone involved to get that segment. Absolutely. Uh, we'll keep that going one many more. Uh, without further ado, Bryce, it was a privilege to uh, have you on the show. Thank you.